Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is the guy that's seen all 100 episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark. It's Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, Cortland. I watched them all. Every last episode. I've seen every one. I'm a super fan now. Oh, my gosh. That's great, Brandon. I'm so glad you're a super fan with me. Remember when, like, I don't know, two and a half years ago, you were like, what are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. <laughs> that was you. Yeah. I was so stupid then. And then, just systematically, week by week, you've, you binged every episode. I powered like, up. Some sort of Leveled maniac. up every week. <laughs> and now I am ultimate. Now you're on Twitter when people are like, what's that episode with Key and Chimera? And you're like, Duh, Tale of the Chameleons, obviously. Idiots. A true classic of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I know that. You're not a true Are You Afraid of the Dark fan. I seem to remember this episode where a ghost clown was blowing smoke and you're like, You fool, it was Zebo. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Why do you always use your powers for evil, Brandon? <laughs> it's so much more fun. Yeah, you're not wrong. So how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. You sound a bit better from last week. I'm glad yeah. that Australia didn't like throw you in a volcano or anything you know yep hasn't taken me down yet you're gonna have to do better than that australia does australia even have volcanoes they probably do right i don't think so but it wouldn't surprise me if they <laughs> if they just popped up so did you do anything fun this week no yeah me neither not. man i didn't i can't think of anything worth mentioning actually. yeah i'd like to i'd like to say that i had some grand adventure to relay on this yeah. finale of Are You Afraid of the Dark? But, uh, you know, That's I okay. didn't. I played video games, watched some TV. Yeah, right, me too. Um, That's okay. I mean, uh, we got a lot to talk about, so we should probably just dive into it. Yeah, there's a lot. So yeah, we just got done watching the uh, Tale of the Dark House. What'd you think of this episode, Brandon? Uh, can I just say at the top of this episode that I loved it? Oh my god, me too. It was really good. I think this is the perfect finale for this season. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if there was no more Are You Afraid of the Dark after this, I'd be like, yeah, it's a good way to end it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I totally want more Are You Afraid of the Dark eventually. Well, yeah, but... of course. <laughs> I mean, I'm a super fan. Of course I want more. I- I'm thinking but... that this season did really well, so I-, I wouldn't be surprised if they do a third or, you know, a tenth, right? <laughs> sure. Keep it coming. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. I think it was a really good episode. There was a little bit that was kind of like rushed a little bit, but like without spoiling anything, um, I could see why they used like multiple references to Locker 22, though. I mean, yeah, definitely. You want to just get into it? Yeah, let's go. Do it. This episode starts up and we get a voiceover saying with only light, you see nothing with only darkness. You see nothing. It's the place where light and dark touch that matters. It's where the story begins. Twilight Zone. And it's where everything ends. Yeah, right? That's what I thought, too. We see some sort of, I don't know, lighthouse with Connor walking up with a flashlight. And he opens up the lighthouse door and we hear him say, I heard the legend about the old lighthouse. I didn't find anything, really, but something found me. And we see the shadow of the shadow man look at Connor. Then we cut to Connor's house where he's laying on his couch and looking at his phone with a smile. Um, Is this like the... Is, is this Has every episode begun with Connor, like, before he got snatched? I feel like it has. I mean, it makes sense that they need either, to give Connor some more time. But. Either Connor, you know, finding out how he got in his 
predicament or kids running in the woods. It's one of those two things. Oh, I think it might also be sometimes Luke's dreams, but yeah. Luke only dreams about Connor getting into his predicament and running in the woods. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> so he's laying on his couch with his phone, he's smiling, his kitchen light clicks on, and he looks at it. He gets up, he walks over, he turns it back off. He goes to walk away, but the light clicks back on, so Connor walks over and he turns it off again and shuts the door. He falls back onto the couch to watch some more TikToks or, you know, whatever, and then the door to the kitchen opens up on its own, so Connor gets back up and moseys over to the door, but halfway See, there, the light in at his At that room point, I would already off. be like, well, I'm cursed. I know, right? Especially, like, he already knew that it was a haunted woods and there's a curse and stuff. Like, I w- at the first moment that the light clicked off, I'd be like, dad. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm get dead. The, get the hell over here. he puts the flashlight on on his phone and is about to turn on the lights to the room but the hand of the shadow man grabs him as he flicks it on it's kind of spooky even though i you know i've seen six episodes i knew it was coming but yeah the shadow man is spooky we cut to connor's room where a sleepy looking connor is setting up like a warning sign in his room then a bunch of string up lights Uh, they did a really good job like I know that Shadow Connor looks sleepy because he's got, like, the dark under his eyes, but, like, they did a great job on his makeup to make him look tired. Yeah, they did. So he's got all those strung up lights. We hear the voiceover say, to protect myself from the dark, I grabbed every light I could. I did my research, anything I could dig up about the legend, the lighthouse, the curse. That's when I found out about June Murphy. See, I knew she was connected to the curse, but I needed more answers. And we get to see Connor searching on his laptop um, until we cut over to the gym where Connor tried his little seance. And, um, like, the pages on the laptop are the ones that the kids find when they open it back up. So, if you ever wanted to know, like, the browser history, uh, you know, lore and backstory, that was it. I didn't, but okay. Voiceover Connor says he tried to summon her ghost, but it turned out she summoned me to the past. And we get to see that Connor was also shown the past by June Murphy. We're in her little house, and Dad catches his foot on the nail on the floor where Connor hides the Book of Shadows later. Which is something that June probably should have shown the kids, don't you think? Yeah, stupid June. She's just like, check out my Ace of Base collection. (laughs) Show us the important stuff. (laughs) She's such a little jerk. June's sitting at the table and tells Dad that if he just fixed that, he wouldn't keep tripping on it. Which would suck, by the way, if you, like, were barefoot and you just kept tripping on the fucking nail jutting out of the floor. Hey, dads be tripping. Oh, my God. Voiceover Connor tells us that he saw everything. <laughs> Patrick Stewart style? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we see June put the key in the lighthouse. He continues saying that he saw how they shut down the lighthouse, how she died trying to turn it on, and how her father tried to bring her back. But the spell backfired, the Curse of Shadows was born... So Connor got to see everything they did and uh, just a little bit more. It was kind of, I mean, it's a really good way um, to, this is a really great way to recap the story, but have like a new perspective on it a little bit. I mean, it's still the same scenes, but like, you know. Yeah. Watching it, I thought, you know, this is, this is all cool to see and stuff, but none of this really tells us anything new and it's just Mm -hmm. kind of all rehash stuff. But then I thought, you know what? If it wasn't for this, we'd be getting, like, five more minutes of last time on Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, I prefer it this way. 
we move over to Sardo's Magic Mansion where Connor is fighting with Sardo about getting the Book of Shadows. It's the same flashback that we did in the third episode where he got the skeleton key. Basically, we just get the recap. We get to see Connor perform the spell in the house again where we see his time runs out and the Shadow Man walks in um, just as he's hiding the Book of Shadows. He runs through the woods, falls, he gets taken. We cut over to the Dark House where Connor says, And now I'm here where it all began. And the camera pans back a little and we see Seth, Hannah, Zoe, Jay, and Gabby are there. So it was kind of cool. Like, he was just telling them a little story. Yeah, sure. They don't know what happened to him. Oh, yeah, right? I mean, we know because we've seen it, like, I don't know, six times now? Yeah. (laughs) Gabby asks, so we're in the lighthouse? And Jay tells her, technically, it's more of a parallel universe where we're trapped on this side. Zoe says we call it the dark house. We get a cool aerial shot and we see some more kids slumped over on the sides. But our main kids are all in a circle and Hannah says... When Sardo told us the story, he said the Shadow Man roams the woods at night because he's guarding the lighthouse. What if he's not guarding the lighthouse? He's guarding us. Jay adds in, yeah, someone's got to break the curse or we're trapped in here forever. Seth asks if there's a way out and Connor says no, but there might be a way in. Which I thought was a funny line. <laughs> what? Like, there might be a way in. It's like, motherfucker, we're in here already. We know how to get in. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> He says that when they first entered the haunted woods, he could hear them and he called out Luke's name. And when Luke heard his voice, he followed it. If Luke can hear us, maybe he can find us. It's up to him now. He's the only one who can bring us back. The kids all look down at that info and then we cut to the Ooh. opening credits. Well, y'all screwed then. Yeah, I know. They're like, oh, God, we got to work. <laughs> we got to rely on Luke. We're relying on the guy who was crying while that like eight year old kid was fighting the shadow monster. Okay. <laughs> So, after the opening credits, we're back at the Magic Mansion, where Luke is holding his seance to talk to Sardo, and he asks if Sardo's there, and we see the planchet move on its own. He calls out, come on, please, Sardo, I know you wanted to tell me something, and he gets pissed, and he whips the planchet around the room, and then starts to cry a bit. Dude, (laughs) it just moved on its own a little bit, like, that's a promising sign, right? I would say so. Because you know it's not somebody else. You're not, oh, you moving it? It's like, you're the only one there. (laughs) Yeah, and he wasn't even touching it. (laughs) It it moves on its own, and then you're like, flip the table. Well, you know what? It pays off, because the room starts to shake a bunch, and Sardo's shit starts falling off the table. The wind blows out the candles, and we hear a phone ring, and Sardo picks it up, saying, Thank you for calling Sardo's Magic Mansion. This is Sardo, accent on the dough. A what? We don't sell that. This is a lawful business. This is the same stuff that happened in the fourth episode i think it's the one where he like oh vink i'll talk to you later you know so luke around luke walks around the front and he sees sardo at the register and he says sardo sardo says ah the young lad lives to see another day and luke's all oh you can see me you're not gonna believe this shit but he's interrupted by past luke saying a deal's a deal and hands him the book and luke looks at past sardo saying so this is what you wanted me to see your unfinished business reminding me that i lied we see Sardo make Luke promise that he didn't use the Book of Shadows, except at a new camera angle, mm-hmm, well, where we don't see Luke's face. And I wondered if that was because it was a stunt double Luke, you know? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, like, okay, but... <laughs> There's not two Lukes, Cortland. Okay, shut up, Brandon, because in 1998 or whatever, Lindsay Lohan was Lindsay Lohan <sighs> and also Lindsay Lohan... In Everything the with trap, you okay? comes back to the parent trap. It's a good movie, Brandon. <laughs> it's okay. It's good. It's no, it takes two. 
Oh, whatever. That was that Disney Channel original movie volleyball. Was that what that one was? Hmm? <laughs> no. Oh, that's the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movie. Steve Gutenberg, Kirstie oh. Alley. It's a flawless movie. Mm. You did own like all of the Mary Kate and Ashley movies, didn't you? Maybe we should do that next for our podcast. Whoa. Past Luke leaves the room and we stay with Sardo as Luke says that he's the worst for lying. Sardo walks through him and opens up a compartment and puts the Book of Shadows there. And Luke watches and says, I don't get it. You said I shouldn't use the book. And then we warp to even further in the past where all the kids are looking at the surveillance of Connor breaking into a store from the first episode. Sardo pulls out the skeleton key showing Luke he's going to need it. Right? So showing him where the book is hidden. He's showing him that he's going to need a skeleton key. He literally has to paint the picture for Luke because Luke's like, the key lock, huh? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Luke then jumps to another time and we see a kid in a cape and a magician's hat. Luke walks up saying Seth, but he walks around saying, wait, you're... But in walks Charlie Murphy yelling, Mr. Sardo. And then from the side, we see the original Sardo. It's Richard Dumont. Oh, shit. He's back. He's he's better than ever. Better than ever. <laughs> and he says, no, mister, accent on the dough. Ooh, still got it. Charlie Murphy doesn't care that he's standing in the presence of greatness. <laughs> <laughs> and he scowls saying, it's been days, Sardo. Give it to me. And OG Sardo tells them that it isn't here, Charlie. And even if it was, it's not what you need right now. Charlie's all, what I need right now is to bring my daughter back. Give me the book. Sardo tells him the book's dangerous. It promises magic, but it betrays anyone who tries to wield it. Any spell you may cast, the book will find a way to bring shadows into the world. Use it only if you're prepared to face the consequences. Charlie screams out that she was taken from me. I tried to warn them, but they didn't listen, and they stole the light, and she lost her life. Trying to trying to bring it back. Sardo looks at him mm-hmm. saying, old friend, I know what you think you're doing is right, but it's the wrong way. Charlie's all, I couldn't save the lighthouse, but I can still save her. The next time I'm in here, you're going to give me that book, or I swear you're going to lose everything you love as I did. And he looks over at Baby Sardo. Charlie Murphy kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Murphy's an asshole. Like, I was kind of, like, sympathizing with him, but then he's like, yeah, I'm going to take your kids. Like, yeah, like you like, wanted you know, to do that. There's only so much sympathy you get for your kid dying. Like, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's sad. Yeah. But you don't get to insult Richard Dumont. Like, come on. No, absolutely not. What a delight to see Richard Dumont back. Oh, it was lovely. Like, I've been hoping that that was going to happen every time they warped back to the past. Yeah. I was like, his, you know, his dad's got to be involved in this somehow. And he was. And it was great. It was great. I will say he's a bit tamer as a Sardo. Oh, definitely. <clears throat> I'm not. I mean, it's been like a good number of years since he played Sardo last. I don't think that they wanted him to overshadow new Sardo at all. And I mean, he's got a kid. He's older, so like, kind of makes sense that he wouldn't be as eccentric. Yeah, like in this, he's like, "Calm down, old friend. We'll solve this in a good way." In the old days, he'd be like, "Get the fuck out of my shop." Yeah. <laughs> I got spoiled, though. I seen Richard Dumont in one of the pictures that somebody posted. So, like, I knew it was coming. I didn't know how it was coming. I, My original thought was that, you know when um, Sardo gets grabbed by the Shadow Man and he starts to, like, gray 
turn old yeah. or whatever. I thought that New Sardo cast a spell from the Book of Shadows, revitalizing himself so that the Shadow Man would take away his spell and he would turn into old Sardo. That would be interesting. Yeah, that's what I thought was going Because it just didn't make sense to me that Sardo would be like, yes, let us find these children together, you know? That'd be cool, too. Well, I guess I should be a writer. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie storms out of the room, and OG Sardo giggles a little and walks over to Baby Sardo, saying, Oh, still trying to unlock it, I see. Baby Sardo complains that it's too hard, because he's got this lock in his hand and a little key. It's like a little tiny magic trick, whatever. OG Sardo tells him that he's just overthinking the problem, that the answer's right in front of him. He's just not seeing it. The trick is, it's mechanism. He takes the lock Baby Sardo was holding and says, You take the key and you put it in the false, false screw... And the real keyhole will reveal itself. Luke sees that, then gets phased back to another time where Baby Sardo is all grown up again, and he's about to get stabbed by a sword held by Shadow Connor. I remember this. Yeah, this was in like a oh, the last episode. Yeah, this is practically a clip show at this point. It is with like some you know additional footage, right? Yeah, it's like behind the scenes. We see Shadow Connor grab his neck and starts to take his color away, which I know now is that he's killing him. <laughs> <laughs> It's not turning him into Richard Dumont. No, I wish. Like, <laughs> I want more Richard Dumont. This was just like a little taste. Like, it was good, but always, I want, I want more. Always want more. Sardo drops to the ground and says that they're setting a trap. Connor asks for him to show him, and Sardo turns around and punches some numbers on his phone. And his phone starts to ring, and Sardo's all shit. Gotta get that. So Connor tells him, "Nope, let's go." But Sardo yells, "Hey, this is still a place of business, and I have unfinished business." Like he makes sure to yell that. He picks up the phone saying his little Sardo spiel and says, oh, you want to return something? Yes, you need to return. Return, return, return. <laughs> and he was he's writing something on a little paper and Shadow Connor slams <laughs> his phone down saying, now. So Sardo crumples the note and throws it in the trash saying, bye now or bye now. And we zoom in on Luke who says, bye Sardo. And he warps back to the but Magic Mansion. Shadow Connor did stop him, but like, after a little bit of time, like he he let him take that phone call for a yeah. little bit, and he's like, "All right, do a little bit of your business, then we'll go." <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Shadow Man's kind of dumb. Charlie Murphy, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and just tapping his foot over there, like checking his watch, like. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the darkness. <laughs> Luke stands up. He gets out of his seat. He walks over to grab the skeleton key in Sardo's drawer. Now he's got, you know, fucking Legend of Zelda. He's got the skeleton key. You know, I got to say, something that's funny is that why didn't the kids, like, hold on to those skeleton keys since they, like, apparently unlock anything and everything? You know? Why didn't they have, like, a handful of those? I don't know. All the time. I have one on me at all times. Hannah should have used that to crack open the password on the computer. She doesn't need them. Yeah, I guess. In the main room, Luke opens the lock and he grabs the Book of Shadows. Like He opens the lock, he flips it up, grabs the Book of Shadows. Then he grabs the note from the trash can, which says, Return what was stolen. We hear Sardo's voiceover talking about his friend stealing something very valuable from him. Luke calls out, yeah, I already returned the book. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And he looks down at the Book of Shadows and opens up the pages saying, unless you want me to use the book. And he flips to the life from death spell. And we hear Charlie Murphy's voice say that they stole the light and she died trying to bring the light back. 
Luke flips a couple more pages to the return spell. Luke then says, I have to return the light. And we cut. Now we're in the woods. So, like, based on those clues, did you see Sardo being like, hey, I told you not to use this book, but, like, use this book again? No. I don't know if I would have came to that conclusion either. I mean, you got a magic book. You know that everything you do in it turns evil. And, uh, I mean, I guess it's worth flipping through again. I mean, I don't know. Sardo did specifically show him that the skeleton key opens it up and then, you know, where the book was hidden, so. Yeah. Like, I, I would have flipped through the book anyway because I don't give a shit what Sardo tells me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I want, but, I mean, he made it pretty clear, like, don't fuck with this thing. Yeah. Except now now you got to fuck with it a little bit. Yeah, except for this part where I tell you it's A-OK. It's like, do what I say, not what I say. I don't know. <laughs> Luke's in the woods. He saw, he's walking up to the lighthouse. It's daylight, so like he's good, even though I guess Connor could be anywhere. Um, he opens up the door to the lighthouse and looks on inside. He sets his backpack down and grabs a flashlight. He closes the door to the lighthouse and starts walking up the spiral staircase. He gets to the top hatch. He opens it up. He checks out the controls in the lighthouse. He finds some more stairs and steps up them to the top where the light of the lighthouse is. He sees the light and he kind of marvels over it for a moment before we cut over to the dark house where all the kids are. Gabby tells Connor to get up because there's a light up there. And we see Luke hearing the kids' voices and he starts to head down. Hannah thinks the darkness is getting to Gabby, but he she tells her, no it ain't. And Seth now sees the light too and then Jay has this epiphany thinking that he's about to die. And he says some truths about how he thinks that Hannah's actually cool. Um, we hear Luke call out, hey, Hannah, where are you? And he says that he can hear but not see them. The kids say that they can see his light. And Luke's all, Connor, that you? And Luke asks how they can, how to get to them. This scene is very quick. Um, Gabby says they're trying to get to you. Luke asks where what they can see and if there's a door. They say yes. He asks if it's locked, and Jay says, Jay gets all sassy saying, nah, we just like it in here, uh, which is pretty funny. Yeah. He hasn't had a time to say his funnies in a yeah, while. Yeah, we haven't had him in a whole episode. I feel bad. I'd be cool if the Shadow Man turned into, like, Shadow Jay at some point, too, but nope. Just really likes that Connor body. I don't know. So Luke says, oh, well, I can just leave. But the kids all tell him, no, don't go, and Connor asks if he's holding a flashlight. Luke says, yeah, and then Connor asks Zoe if she's seen that light in here before. She tells them, yeah, a few times. The last time was before you got taken by the Shadow Man. Connor's all, right, that's a, that's the night I got cursed. I came into the lighthouse with the flashlight. That's what you saw. Hannah doesn't understand, asking how they can see the light, and that's when Luke understands what he's got to do. He has to return the light. <clears throat> he starts shining his flashlight around, asking if they can see anything. They see a keyhole at the door, and Seth sees symbols above the door. There's also a riddle on the top panel of the door saying, Light hides me, dark kills me. Why would the Shadow Man put a riddle above the door? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Like, it's fun. You can just imagine him carving that in there. Yeah, right? (laughs) Now, okay. Jay gets excited saying that it's like an escape room, and he does this all the time. And Gabby figures out the riddle saying, like, she inst- instantly figures this riddle out. She's like, it's a shadow. Yeah, <laughs> which is, it's like, why did you even write that in there? Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, with this entire story, anytime you don't know what to do, the answer is either light or shadow. That's very true. 
It's like a theme. I don't know. Yeah. Anytime they're like, oh, how do we do this? <gasps> the light. I'm like that'll work 95% of the time. Yeah. The other 5% shadows. <laughs> right. We see Luke get bored and he puts his hand down with the flashlight. And in the dark room, Zoe's all, hey, you see that? And there's a shadow on the floor. So Luke looks to see that he's shining his flashlight on the book bag on the ground, which is making the shadow. So Jay walks over to the shadow, but he trips on something. With Luke, the backpack gets pushed away as if somebody tripped on it. Um, I like this whole idea, but it was done so quickly, you know? Um, I, I felt a similar way. I really liked this whole idea. It reminded me of a video game. Like yeah. something you do where you're like controlling two characters and have to switch back and forth or something. I was going to um, say it reminds me of like a Dungeons and Dragons puzzle. Yeah, it's it's really cool, but I don't know if it translated to this episode as well as it could have. Yeah, I agree. Like I got it and I thought it was cool, but I I wonder if some people would just be like, wait, what? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Even with all the exposition. <laughs> Luke calls out that his backpack got moved. And Gabby comes to the conclusion that it's because it had a shadow on the ground. And that's it. That's the answer. Luke's flashlight in mm. there creates a shadow in here. Jay is able to touch that shadow. Jay comes to the conclusion that shadows are the connection between their two worlds. And Connor's all, the key is the shadow. Luke, do you see a key anywhere around you? And Luke pulls out his skeleton key and gabby asks him to make a shadow of it on the wall so he does and hannah reaches over and takes the shadow key and it becomes real yeah it's totally video gamey dungeons and dragons -y. i mean it kind of fits in with the story of like with the whole like you're the shield comic book cover here's our assigned classes mm -hmm. um somebody's a nerd that <laughs> wrote this. i thought yeah. it's fun and i'm it's a nerd so it's cool yeah, it's really fun, really creative. Like, I can totally see using this in uh, Dungeons & Dragons campaign or whatever. It's just, like, it just happens so quickly. And, like, I know they only have an hour, but I don't know. Like, him being like, all right, I gotta go get my friends, to All right, I got my friends. It happens in, like, the first, like, 15 minutes, I think. Yeah, and half of that 15 minutes is stuff we've already seen. Yeah. Well, anyway, so Hannah's got this key... She walks up to the door, she puts the key in, but it's not working. She asks Luke if he's sure it's the right one, and he says no, it's definitely the wrong one, but it's all I got. Seth complains that Hannah's supposed to be good at locks, which was good, was good. but she tells him not in alternate dimensions, she isn't. She tries the key some more, saying that she's almost there, she just needs something small that she can squeeze in there. Jay screams, bobby pin! And they start saying that they don't have a bobby pin when Zoe yells out, I do! And she grabs one from her hair and Great Jay hands it to back. Hannah and she unlocks the door. They open it up and they run on through all the kids following. I thought it was a great callback too. Perfect. That's the perfect way to do a callback. But, um, I mean, did they really need the key at all? Like Hannah's good at unlocking things. Yeah. She might've been able to just get out with that bobby pin and something else in there anyway. Mm, yeah. I don't know if they really had anything else though. And I think, I mean, with the riddle thing, I think it specifically says key, doesn't it? Oh, no, it doesn't. It just talks about shadows. Well, it definitely doesn't mention bobby pins. So, like, <laughs> they just grab some bobby pin from some girl's hair and they get out of the shadow dimension. I mean, logistically speaking, there should be dozens of bobby pins in there, right? They just jam the lock with bobby pins. Yeah. Luke runs outside and looks around. Then from behind him, Hannah comes out saying, Luke, 
followed by all the other Midnight Society members, including Connor. Luke questions Connor's humanity for a moment before giving him a hug, and we hear Zoe call out Connor, and he looks inside the lighthouse saying, hey, it's okay, and he looks around the empty room asking where everyone is. Zoe tells him they disappeared, that they've been in the dark for too long and they can't go into the light. Zoe lifts her hand up and it disappears when it hits the sunlight. Connor tells her it's okay that she can get out of the dark now, and we can do it together. She grabs his hand, and they stand up, and she walks uh, She walks under the light where she just disappears. So, like, she's dead? <laughs> yeah, she's fucking dead. I Okay, I, mean, I have a couple of things to say about this scene. I like that Connor is sympathetic with her, and he's like, yeah, you know, it's going to be fine. Let's go into the light, right? That's fine. But does he know that she's going to disappear too? Or does he think that she hasn't been in there long enough to disappear? Because, like, he just kind of led her into death a bit. He definitely knows she's going to disappear. He was going to be like, I'll go with you for you to move on. You don't have to move on alone. That part also happened very quickly, I feel. (laughs) I thought it was heavy. It is. Like, I I was bummed out the rest of the episode (laughs) just thinking about those kids. Like... All, All those other them. kids in there were like, oh my god, we're finally getting out, and then sizzled to death. Yeah. yeah. It really... Woo-hoo! I mean, not only did Sardo die, but Zoe died, and like, all of those other kids. And, uh, that's crazy. That's... Yeah. It really that's, ups that's, the stakes. That's what, sad. It is. Like, it ups the stakes, but the kids don't really seem to be like, you know... Well, I mean, they don't know, but... I don't know. It's a lot. <laughs> I just thought it was fast. I thought Connor was like, shut up, get up, let's go in the light. All right, you're dead, let's go. Yeah, it had to keep moving. It did, it did. I wish they would have had just a little bit longer with Zoe, because, I mean, she's been in it since the first episode, too. But, you know what, it's okay. It it was really well done. Um, The emotions are great. I don't know what else to say. I wasn't wasn't expecting that gut punch. No, I thought they were going to get out and be fine, and Zoe was going to be like, all right, I'm going to go see what my mom's up to, you know? I haven't seen her in, like, 20 years. Yeah, I was, like, as soon as they got out, I was like, oh, man, it's going to be weird. Is Zoe going to, like, come out a little kid, or is she going to, like, grow up to be how old she was? And then she's just dead, and I was like, oh. (laughs) I thought the exact same thing. I was like, oh, okay, you know? She get to, like, is it going to be a Watcher's Wood situation, or what? And no, she's just dead, so... Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your OG Sardo. Thank you so much for listening into our show. If this is your first episode, welcome. If it's your 100th, welcome back. After today, we've covered every single episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And it feels so good. So you must be wondering what we're going to be covering next. Well, our patrons already know, since the first episode of the new part of our podcast is live for them now, with the second episode dropping later this week. So if you'd like to support our show and enjoy listening into early release episodes, become a patron today at patreon.com slash private island. Our tiers start as low as $1 a month, and we've got tons of content and rewards available for everyone. I'd like to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Mia, Tristan, and Venice Witch, the Silver Goth, Shane, Evelyn, Stephen, Matt, Geraldine, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days, Faith, Sarah, and Angela, and the Platinum Bostics, Bryce, Kathy, and Matt. Thank you so much, everyone. Our show wouldn't be the same without you. 
Looking to reminisce about all of our Are You Afraid of the Dark coverage? We've got gifts, memes, and more for almost every single episode of the show. We've done abridged episodes, polls, and other handmade content for you to enjoy on our Instagram at Private Island Presents and on Twitter at PRVC Island. Give us a follow and check out what we're making. Check out the description for this episode for quick links to our Instagram, the Patreon, Twitter, and more. We've got a YouTube channel, updated merch store, and Facebook group too. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme dating star from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. This is it, the final episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? For now, at least. Excited to find out what we'll be covering next? Don't worry, we announce it at the end of this episode. I think you're all going to enjoy it, and I am super excited to talk with you next week. Bye, everyone. We cut to inside the Murphy's old house, where Jay's talking about how in the seance they said to return light to the lighthouse, and he did that, right? So we're safe. Luke says they saved themselves, but the shadow man isn't gone, and the curse isn't broken yet. Hannah asks how he knows, and Luke says that he knows how to break it. Sardo said the only way to break the curse was to stop the thing that started it. Well, the lighthouse keeper started it, and the spell he used was a curse that can't be reversed. Unless it's returned first. Like, drop lock it. I don't know the rhyme, but (laughs) pick it up. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think it's Missy Elliott. (laughs) Drop it, flip it, and reverse it. Yeah, exactly. Whatever that is. Yes. He played played an uno card i guess (laughs) (laughs) luke tells them that the answer was right in front of them the whole time but they were just overthinking it gabby asks what the answer is and luke points saying to save the lighthouse it's not about bringing back the light now but saving the light when it was stolen 25 years ago think about it if the lighthouse never shut down june wouldn't have died and charlie wouldn't have used the book of shadows they ask how to stop it from shutting down and luke pulls out the book of shadows he gets yelling him to put that shit away but he says there's a spell And the kids yell more about how Sardo said nothing good could come from that book. But Luke tells them Sardo is the one who told him about it. And that shuts them down. And he says that this was his final message, his unfinished business. He wanted me to find it because he knew it was the only way. He explains it's the return spell. They can go back to the night June Murphy died for real. And they can change the past. We can prevent her from falling off the cliff and prevent this from happening. Gabby complains it's too dangerous and it'll backfire like it always does. And who knows what'll happen this time. Luke tells her, I do. If we use the book, we'll bring the shadows into the world. But as long as we're expecting that, we can get ahead of it. Hannah asks how and Luke tells her that we can cast a spell to go back in time. But the shadow man will be waiting for us. We should go back to the class of 2007. Figure out what's going there. (laughs) Yeah, they should. Thought you were going to say they should roll back the rock to the dawn of time. (laughs) I knew that you would think that I was going to say that. Uh huh. That's why I'm going to say it. Roll back the rock to the dawn of time and sing this song with me. How does he know that the Shadow Man's going to follow him into the past? Like, is he that just, just a... knows things? I mean, I would, I would assume that yeah, if I were in his I position, so. but I wouldn't be like, listen, these are the rules of time travel. I've read the Book of Shadows cover to cover. <laughs> <laughs> this like four line poem is very detailed. <laughs> even though on the page it's just like a picture underneath it but whatever (laughs) (laughs) it's a picture of the shadow man following stick figures connor tells him no and he starts to walk out of the room luke asks where he's going and connor's all we're leaving all of us if the curse is still real then that means we got to get out of the woods before dark otherwise we're caught right back where we started again 
Luke tells the gang, nah, we can do this. And Connor gets pissed saying that. Did you see what happened to them? Zoe and the others are gone forever because of the Shadow Man. The thing you want to wake back up. We're not going. Luke tells them, what about the curse? Don't you think it's our responsibility to end this? Connor tells him, no, it's my responsibility to keep this group safe. I put you all in danger once. I won't do it again. And I'm not going to let you, what happened to Zoe happen to you. I'm the leader of the Midnight Society. And I say we're not going. Luke tells them that maybe you shouldn't be the, oh, you know, the leader of the Midnight Society, right? And all the kids look up like, what? Makes a good point. Luke walks away from Connor asking, why are you being so afraid? If we don't do this, the Shadow Man wins. Because anytime a kid wanders into the woods after dark, they'll come for them just like they came for us. And he'll keep doing it. If we can stop him, and he looks over at Gabby saying, Gabby, you're kind. You're the smartest person I know. Jay, you're loyal. You would do anything for your friends. Hannah, you never back down from a challenge, and you fight for what you want. Seth, you believe in magic, (laughs) even when there's nothing left to believe in. And Connor, I look up to you, man. You lead us on adventures. That's why we follow you, but I can't follow you this time. I have to do this, but I can't do it alone. So please, everyone, come with me. Hannah steps over to Luke's side, followed by Jay, then Seth, and Gabby steps over to Connor after a few moments and says, We can't do it without you. Hannah adds in to do it for the kids. Each kid ups the ante, saying, For Sardo. For June. For Zoe. Gabby walks over to Luke, and finally Connor steps on over, saying, Okay. It's... That whole scene's super cliched, but uh, I loved it. (laughs) Uh, I, I didn't really understand why he was just like, You know, Hannah, you're smart and pretty and cool. And you've got a cool room. I like your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> that potato light was dope. You're looking, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah as hell, girl. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I just thought it was very nice to hype up speech, I think, for like what's to come. Sure. I'm not buying him as a leader. Well, you know what? I don't buy Connor as a leader either, though. I think out of all of them... Seth should be the leader? I don't know. I, I think Gabby could be the leader. Nah, you're right. I think it's Gabby, too. It's cliche, like I said. This is the point in the story where they're like, we can't do it. And then the person's all like, we can do it. And then they do it. <laughs> we and, can uh, do it. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what we were thinking before. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they do it, and it's great. And, uh, yeah. The kids bust into action with Jay writing the runes and chalk on the floor. Connor lights the candles. Hannah hands Seth some flashlights, and he shines it on a walkie-talkie. Sorry, (laughs) I spelled walkie wrong. He shines it on a walkie-talkie or something. I didn't know it at the time. It is walkie-talkies. The kids all stand in the circle, and Luke starts casting the spell, saying, Regard the words of which we speak. Return us with the pack we seek. Rewind the clock and hands of time. Remove the chains of fate that bind. Return us to where and when until we speak return again. Who knew time travel was so easy, you know? If only. If you could roll back the rock, would you do it? <laughs> <laughs> that depends. Is the Shadow Man going to follow me? Um, like I, I didn't even go into those woods. I don't think so then, right? I don't know. Is he just like permanently entwined with time travel? I don't know if he's so much entwined with time travel as it is just the Book of Shadows. Because like every single spell that has been cast out of the book in this show has been like... To support the Shadow Man? Yeah. So I don't know. The house fades away and the kids look up and they're in the woods. Jay says that this doesn't feel right, that something's different. And Luke explains they use dark magic to get back, so everything's going to be different this time. They then go over the plan again. Luke tells Jay to make sure June doesn't leave the cottage. 
Gabby gets the lighthouse key from the cliff. Seth heads down to the cellar to turn the power on. Hannah, she turns on the beacon. She asks, what if I can't do it? And Luke smiles saying he saw her make a light bulb out of a potato. So she's got this. Connor adds in, he and Luke will take care of the shadow man. The kids separate, but Connor grabs Luke saying, if anything goes wrong, I want you to get them out of here. Luke tells him, no way, but Connor says, they need you. So I'm not getting me. them out of there. They're all going to die. <laughs> Luke doesn't promise him. He just walks away and the kids get to work. And this is pretty great, Brandon. I kind of love this this whole sequence. It's great. I love they it. They all got their little jobs to do. Yeah. It's like, I like that. He's just like, Gabby, you know that key that June died to get? Go get it. I know. I know we do risk your life to get it (laughs) i um i've been a fan of movies and tv shows and stuff that have a timeline and they have like you know characters that are all doing things at the same time and it cuts between them and um i I just love that (laughs) so you like heist movies i guess so yeah the first time that i remember seeing that that i can you know like actually remember and taking notice of it was in um star wars the phantom menace i saw that um shortly after it came out when it was on hbo and uh towards the ending when like you know anakin's doing his shit in his little spaceship and they're doing the duel of the fates and uh queen amidal is doing her shit like when it was cutting between all those people doing the same things like doing different things at the same time i thought it was great mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> It's very tense. It's very exciting. I love it. Duel of the Fates is a great song. It's probably my favorite Star Wars song. So they run up to the cottage. Gabby says, all right, she's still watching TV. Any moment, she's going to grab her coat and walk out the door. Jay says this time they'll stop her. And we cut inside to see June looking through her petition signatures and watching her dad complain on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Back outside, the kids hear the growls of the Shadow Man. They hear the door open and June walks out. Jay starts to run over to to June, but he stops to look back and we see the Shadow Man emerge from the woods and roar. Luke tells the gang to run, so Hannah, Gabby, Seth, and Jay run to begin their tasks, with Luke and Connor staying to fight off the Shadow Man. We cut to Seth first, whose job was to get into the basement, but it's blocked by some chicken wire. And then my notes say, okay, never mind. He just moved the wire aside and he crawls on it. So I thought that was going to be something. He was just like, oh, you no. thought there was going to be a big chicken wire. I thought he was going to. Yeah, I thought he was going to like bring Mission out the bolt cutters. Style. <laughs> I thought he was going to take out some bolt cutters and cut through the chicken wire, but he just like moves to the side and it's fine. <laughs> Charlie Murphy's not the great at defending his home. I don't know. We cut over to Hannah. She's running up to the lighthouse. She gets inside. She runs up the spiral staircase. With June, she's looking over the cliff and sees the key. Jay and Gabby are coming on, coming down the cliff side, and Gabby yells that they gotta stop her. With Luke, he says, I take it you wanna back out. Connor's all, no. Do you wanna back out? He says, no. And then the shadow man, like, poofs away. I don't remember if they flash him with a flashlight or what, but the kids run saying that they gotta get him to the lighthouse. So... They don't really explain their plan exactly, but I'm pretty sure you can kind of figure out what they're trying to do, right? Yeah. With Hannah, she opens up the hatch of the control panel, and she checks out the control room for the lighthouse. She then rotates a knob saying, make sure the power's off. And she lifts up the control panel, and she sees the wires saying, okay, just a potato. A very complex potato. 
Over with Jay and Gabby, they're making their way to June as she slips, and Jay grabs her hand saying, I got you. June asks who he is, and Jay says that they're here to save the lighthouse. Gabby comes up saying they still need the lighthouse key, and the kids look for it a little bit. June points saying, I think it's over there. And she goes to take a step, but Gabby grabs her saying, June, you're going to slip. She says that she's fine, but Gabby tells her, no, let us. So her and Jay prepare to go and get the key, with Jay going down and Gabby up top shining the light. She calls out to Jay to the left, and he sees it and goes to reach for it. Gabby hands June the flashlight saying, I'll grab a rope, you hold this. So Jay reaches for the key, and we cut over to Seth. Pretty tense stuff. He's in the basement. He uses his walkie-talkie to tell Hannah that he's in and asks what to do now. She asks him if he sees a breaker box. He asks what it looks like and she tells him it's a metal box with switches inside. He finds it, he opens it up, and he sees just a ton of switches that are way taller than him. He doesn't know which one to hit, so Hannah tells him to hit, hit the one with lighthouse on it. But they all just have random numbers, so Hannah tells him to try them all one at a time, switching them one way and then back. This, uh reminded me of jurassic park as well oh yeah last right? episode we had the like raptors in the kitchen scene mm-hmm. and now this is ellie turning the power back on yes so true yes um if i was seth i would just be like snapping all of them fuckers on though what's the worst that could happen um you blow up oh whatever <laughs> seth gets to work and we move over to connor and luke who are running up the side of the cliff towards the lighthouse Luke trips, the shadow man growls and runs after him, but Connor hits him with a flashlight. He helps Luke up, and they make their way into the lighthouse. Inside, Luke shuts the door, and Connor asks, Dude, what are you doing? I thought we needed him in here. Luke looks up the stairs, saying we only need him at the top. And the boys make their way up, and then we cut back over to Jay. He's still reaching for that key when a rope whips down by him, and Gabby yells for him to hold on to it before getting the key. So Jay does, and then he reaches over and snatches the key, but he slips a little. Oh no. It's all very tense. Really good scenes. Back with Connor, he opens up the hatch to the control room where Hannah's got all the wires connected, and she says she just needs the power back on. The three kids look up as they hear a roar from the Shadow Man. Luca looks over at Connor, and then Hannah, and starts walking up a few more stairs. He stops, and he kind of thinks for just a quick second, and then he drops his flashlight, and it dramatically hits the floor. And Luke says, my bad, can you get that for me? So Connor runs over and he grabs it and he starts to head up to the top of the lighthouse. But Luke closes the hatch and he puts like some metal bar over it so that they can't get up to the top top. Why? Not sure. I don't know. I don't understand it. Mm, Me neither. Hannah asks Connor what he's doing and he says that he's locking himself up there. Hannah yells, Luke, you don't even have a light. But Luke looks over at the lighthouse beacon saying, yeah, I do. And Connor yells up that he can't do this to himself. But Luke says that he's not. I have you. If anything happens, get everybody out of here. With Luke in the um, the lighthouse top room thing. I don't know, it's like where he's surrounded by the glass and, and the beacon is there. There's this really cool looking effect of the Shadow Man walking from the outside. And he appears behind like a pane of glass it's really hard to explain uh you you know what i'm talking about though right yeah you watched the episode i did it would be really awkward if i didn't (laughs) like where the glass pieces connect to create the i don't know dodecahedron room where the lighthouse beacon spins like the camera pans and he appears and then disappears behind the panes of glass where they connect right yeah he's popping in and out it's cool 
It's cool. He appears behind Luke and grabs him, but Connor shoots him with a flashlight. Then the Shadow Man poofs, a, poofs behind Luke again and shuts off Connor's flashlight. He growls at Luke, and they both circle around the lighthouse light. With Jay, he's got the key, and Gabby says that she'll pull him up, but he yells, There's no time! And to get the key to Hannah, he throws the key up to her, and June tells Gabby to go, and she's got this. Gabby runs off with the key, and June grabs the rope to pull Jay up. Over with Seth, he's switching switches on and off. With all the kids in the lighthouse, the Shadow Man grabs for Luke again, but he gets hit with some flashlights until he turns them off. Connor runs up and starts banging on the hatch again, and we see like the lock on it kind of wiggle a little bit. At least it tries to show us this. It's kind of hard to see. Yeah. June pulls up Jay, and they smile for a moment before June slips and screams. <laughs> <laughs> were they trying to like imply that they're they're having a little moment there? Yeah, I think so. I think that because like he tried to save her back in the seance past, like they have this connection that June shouldn't know about. Hmm. Yeah, it does seem like they're having like a moment though, which is kind of you know weird because of what happens. We watch Gabby run up to the lighthouse. She opens it up and runs up the spiral staircase. In the basement, Seth is too short to hit the higher up fuses, so he thinks for a moment and then he pulls out his magic wand for some extra reach, saying abracadabra, and he flips another switch which turns on all the lights. So with Hannah in the lighthouse, all the lights power on and she smiles. I think we're back in business. That's what Ellie says in uh, Jurassic Park, isn't it? Yep. I mean, someone's arm's about to pop on to seth's shoulder (laughs) that would be pretty great connor's still trying to shake open the hatch and at the top the shadow man poofs away hannah cranks some stuff to start the lighthouse up and the bulb on the top starts rotating we see connor bang open the hatch and then the shadow man poofs and grabs luke his eyes glow all orange and he lifts luke up by the neck but connor appears just in time and bashes the shadow man in the head i don't know with what i think it was the pipe that luke used to lock the hatch yeah probably it was pretty fun. Like, he bashes the Shadow Man, and the Shadow Man is like, Argh! you know? Oh, shit. <laughs> it's pretty good. He's now face-to-face with the Shadow Man, and then Connor is. And then we cut to Gabby running up the stairs some more. Shadow Man throws Connor down and then touches his head, and he's, like, draining the life out of him like he's going to kill him. Gabby hands Hannah the key, who puts it in and turns the lights on. Luke jumps up. He grabs the lighthouse light and points it at the Shadow Man, who does not like that shit at all. He fucking explodes away. (laughs) With Jay, he he helps June up, and the two look up at the lit lighthouse. Seth crawls out from the basement and looks up with a laugh. Inside, Hannah and Gabby smile, and they're all excited. At the top, Luke runs up and gives Connor a hug. And then we warp into June's house, where she's looking out the window. Uh, I loved it, Brandon. Like, I know I said it a couple of times already, but so... So good. I love it. It's a very good sequence. It was like the perfect amount of action. Like, I wish Seth's Seth's task was a little bit more tense. Like, maybe... Hey, he got to hit light switches. Like, what more do you want? I guess if we got that chicken wire sequence, that would have put it over the top. If he, like, fingered... He put his fingers in the chicken wire and was like, Oh, my only weakness! And then it cut to (laughs) something else. Like... I'm sure there's hours of, like, deleted chicken wire footage that they just couldn't fit because, you know, this episode's an hour long. Yeah. It was great, though. I enjoyed myself watching it. June turns over and says, thank you for saving my life and for turning the lighthouse back on. But it doesn't matter. They're still going to shut it down. The kids are all standing there and Hannah raises up June's petition saying, you were short like six signatures, right? 
And we see the kids all sign her petition. And Juice says, I can't believe it. You guys, you guys, you really. And Connor finishes that thought saying, we saved the lighthouse. <laughs> Luke nods and says that now it's time to go home. You guys ready? And they walk a few steps away from June saying, return together. Just as Charlie Murphy walks in asking why the lighthouse is on. June's all, you're not going to believe this. Look, I got the signatures. They helped. And and she turns to look at the gang, but they're all gone. And Charlie asks, they who? Okay, so hold up. Okay. Charlie and June's entire life was torn apart because they couldn't get six signatures for this petition. Yeah. And it was solved by getting six signatures of people who don't exist. Because this yeah. is 1996, so... If they were, like, trying to verify these people, they wouldn't be found. Yes. So why didn't she just fucking make up six people in the first place? I don't know, because, like, in the first episode, Hannah was all, yeah, all there's seven signatures or whatever, and six of them are me, so I don't know. So it's established that you can definitely just write whatever in there. No one cares. It's a petition. Yeah. I mean, the, let's be real here. The petition didn't save the lighthouse anyway. They would have been like, you know, fuck off. And then the lighthouse would have gotten saved. Probably from Charlie, you know, doing something. Yeah. They weren't like, oh shit, Seth Romero wants this lighthouse back on? <laughs> well, well, golly. Yeah. It's a nice thought, though. We cut back to present day in the haunted woods during the day. And the kids look around all cautiously. And Connor looks at Luke smiling, saying, you did it. Luke corrects him, saying, we did it. Jay's all, I definitely did it. I saved June Murphy. That was me. Seth pipes up saying, well, I flipped the most switches, so... but And they end up all agreeing that they all did it, which is what Luke said at the start. And then they're ambushed by some dude with a backpack and some kids saying that he didn't mean to scare them. The strangers go to walk away, but Connor asks what they're doing. And the guy tells him that it's a camping trip. And Hannah's all, in the haunted woods... And the guy laughs about the haunted woods joke and he walks away. In the distance, we see a girl walking her dog in the woods. And we cut over to the kids walking down Shadow Bay uh, Road. Uh, They see a sign in the window that has a picture of a girl and a lighthouse in the background. And it says, for a brighter future, vote June Murphy for mayor. And the kids kind of talk for a moment about how they changed the future. And Luke's all, I wonder what else we... And he looks up and he starts walking quickly to the magic mansion where he says the magic words and Sardo opens up. Sardo tells the kids to look around but not touch anything. And he walks up to Miss Schaffner who's in his store and he's got a little tiny bottle in his hand saying that this shit's powerful stuff. Only use one drop at a time and they'll fall in love with you in the morning. Miss Schaffner has like six pencils stuck in her hair now. and yeah. <laughs> She's more pencil than woman now. She, I think that every single time we see Miss Schaffner, she has like at least one more pencil in her hair. But I can just see when they were directing this scene in particular, they did it and Schaffner had like two pencils in her hair. And they were like, guys, this is like the last scene of the, of the whole show. Like, we need more pencils like this. We need to make We've this, got this even more ridiculous. We've got this box of pencils. Yeah. They, they see Miss Schaffner like, they're like, let's do this. Let's make this ridiculous. Like, you know, somewhere. There's this scene where Schaffner only has a couple of pencils in her hair. And they just were like, let's go all out. Let's do this. This isn't working. This isn't working. (laughs) I thought it was great. I love being able to see where the directors are like, nope, let's just go crazy. Let's fucking do it. And they did it because she has a million pencils in her hair. (laughs) And she says, does it work on you, Mr. Sardo? Sardo snaps, no, mister. 
And she asks, is there the Mrs. Sardo? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Gabby calls out Miss Schaffner and she snaps and she says, Oh, hi, kids. So fun to see you here. Well, I came into the store here for this. And she grabs a model Hydra. Mm-hmm. I love Hydras. So, like, it's, it's the dragon looking thing with like six heads or whatever. She says she needs it for her history lesson next week for the Mesopotamia. Sardo asks, You teach history? And she turns around saying, I do teach history. Sardo's all, I love history. And Shafter says, I love chemistry. She turns back to the kids saying, okay, I'm going to go and get ready for this history lesson. So I'm just, uh, and she grabs a little bottle from Sardo saying, this is for something else. And she leaves the store. Did she pay for that Hydra? Uh, no, she didn't pay for the potion either. <laughs> She's great. That, that Hydra would have been so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. That's hundreds of dollars. And she's just like, I'll just going to take this and, uh, yeah. See ya. Um, she makes every scene better, I think. She's great. Oh, she's fantastic. The kids all kind of smile at each other and they look over at Sardo who says, what? And Seth tells them, you're alive. Sardo asks why he wouldn't be alive. And Hannah tells them, well, you kind of, uh, you. And Connor asks if Sardo knows who they are, to which she says, of course I do. You kids are all the same. You come in here, you touch everything, but you never buy. If you're not going to shop, might I suggest a museum or, you know, playground? Seth walks up and he gives Sardo a big hug as Sardo asks what's happening. Gabby tells him that they just wanted to say hi. Jay agrees, saying it's good to see him. Hannah rounds up Seth and the kids all walk out, except for Luke, who stays back. Sardo asks if his friends are okay, and Luke tells him that they are now. Thank you, Sardo. Sardo asks, for what? And Luke asks him if he really doesn't remember. Sardo's all, young lad, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, but the next time someone tells you about it, an evil curse, don't go messing around with it. Now get out of my shop. And he smiles and he walks away and Luke walks outside where the kids are huddled up and Jay says that they have a problem. That his phone says it's Friday, but it's supposed to be Sunday since that's the day they time traveled. Luke smiles saying, you don't think I would bring us back on a school night, did ya? And the kids all smile. And we cut over to Shadow Bay High. I just thought of something, though. Isn't it kind of mean that, like, Connor's dad is still on his fishing trip? So he's like, yeah, Connor, sorry, you can't see your dad still. Yeah, maybe a little bit. He hasn't seen him for a week. He was trapped in the Shadow Dimension. Um, This is another dimension. Like, they're not in their timeline. Mm, no. So not. wouldn't there be other Lukes and Hannahs and Seth's? And stuff around uh, already? Well, I like to think that they just kind of like took their place, right? They absorbed them? Yeah, pretty much. Man, all those other kids who had entire lives of their own in this timeline where June Murphy is alive. Mm-hmm. All the different experiences they've had. Nothing. Yeah, time travel's, time travel's a really hard thing to do right, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of consequences to it, especially These Locker 22 endings like they seem happy, but the more you think about it, it's like a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, it is. So we're at Shadow Bay High where Gabby is driving her mom's van and she slowly comes to a stop. Mom tells her that she's becoming a great driver and Gabby thanks mom who tells her to have fun at the dance. She gets out of the car and walks down the stairs and Connor walks up to her saying, yo, Gabby, I figured you'd be at home studying. You skipping the, the PSATs? She tells him, no, I'm still taking them, but I figured I needed a night of fun. And they walk into the school. 
The camera starts following Jay and Hannah, and Jay's handing out flyers to a kid saying that this is a really great cause, and I know someone like you values our future and they can appreciate this. Hannah hands him the clipboard and the kid signs her stupid petition. He walks away and Hannah thanks Jay saying, I don't know how you do that. Jay tells her, I told you, people are flies. You just need some honey. Jay sees a girl walk by saying, now, if you'll excuse me. With Hannah, she she looks at the door and in walks Luke in slow motion. <laughs> Jesus. I gotta say too, by the way, there's like some, some music playing this whole time that um, I think really fits the whole like, everything's awesome, you know? Yeah. I don't know what the song is or anything, but it's just like an upbeat kind of like techno-y, you know, everything's everything's great now, guys, kind of song. They walk up to each other saying hi, and Luke's all, you look, and Hannah says, I look, yeah. Luke smiles saying, no, I was going to say you look really pretty. Hannah says, thanks. She likes his hair, but he didn't do anything with it. Over with Jay. He's arguing with that girl from the fourth episode, the one that has the gas leak Renner shirt on. And she says it's overrated. Jay tells her the return of the Ghastly Grinner is a more than worthy reboot. Wait, Gavin's story? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> they adapted Gavin's story into something? Mm-hmm. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First Betty ends, now Gavin's. The girl tells him, but it's not as good as the the OG. And the camera pans down to her Ghastly Grinner shirt. She says there's like a cardinal rule that the original is always better than the reboot. Jay smiles, saying, okay, I see your point. But, you know, sometimes the new stuff can be fun, too. You hear that, people? Yeah. <laughs> they should have just said that straight into the camera. I, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. The girl giggles a little. Jay asks her if she'd like to, to be his date for the night. She asks, can we talk more about comics? And Jay's all, marry me. It was cute. It was great. And somebody brought this to my attention, but... That girl's name is uh, something Piccolero. Remember the character's we... name? Yeah. You remember when we <laughs> okay. talked to JT and he said that he used Hooper Piccolero? Yeah. That's the character. Her her last name is Piccolero. So I didn't write down who it was or anything because quite that honestly, would be weird. I, I didn't know uh, she was going to come back and I was kind of just over it. No. So that's why that's her favorite story because she's like... There's no one else with the last name Piccolero. Yeah. Except mom, this character in this story. Her mom is Hooper. Her mom saved the day. We cut to the glow dance where the music picks up and we see all the kids dancing and they're having a good time. Luke and Hannah are dancing together. Connor and Gabby are dancing together. And Jay, he does the thing where he like, he uses the rope, you know, he swings it and he throws it at Miss Schaffner who has got some light up pencils in her hair and she dances around <laughs> With pencils in her hand, which is kind of dangerous. Because <laughs> she's like whipping those babies around. <laughs> it was perfect, though. We look up. Like, the camera pans up to the ceiling and we phase to Seth's room. Because we haven't seen him yet. And he's writing the end to finish up his story. He smiles. And we look at the title of the story, which is The Tale of the Shadow Man. That cuts to the kids walking down the street at night, and there's a bunch of kids running up around them. Seth runs up saying, hey guys, and um, another little girl runs by Connor saying, hey, wait for me. And he looks over at her saying, Zoe? And a girl in a chair calls out, yeah. And we look and we see an all grown up Zoe saying, do we know each other? And Connor looks at her saying, no, no, I don't think so. Sorry. Have a nice night. And he walks away with a smile. 
they did a great job of showing Shadow Bay being a little more lively since the like history change, you know? Like all those other kids that were taken and killed, like they are they exist now too and they have their own families and um Shadow Bay was just more lively as the kids are walking around it during this well yeah the scene. population of Shadow Bay before was like 12 people cuz everyone else is dead from the cursed woods yeah now it's like there's people everywhere it's a tourist the woods are, place the woods are popping it's great except you know the implication of uh Ooh, now some kids don't exist like they go to that school dance and nobody is recognizable <laughs> Yes, the entire universe is different. Well, at least some of it is, right? I mean... No, butterfly effect. It's all different. If you don't think about it too much, it's a very happy ending. (laughs) Yeah, Zoe's back. Yay! (laughs) The kids all stop and they look down the street and in the distance they see the lighthouse on and they get all excited. And Hannah jumps up and down saying, we did it! And she gives Luke a quick and awkward smooch. It was... The worst part of this ending. Like, she jumps up and out, we did it, we did it! And then she's like, oh, what did I do? Like, it's just... <laughs> it's really stupid. <laughs> she stops and she blinks a couple of times, and Luke goes in to give her a bigger smooch, which was much better than the awkward, overacted smooch that Hannah did. The camera pans up to the lighthouse, which cuts to the kids walking in slow motion through the woods with Luke's voiceover, giving us a throwback to season one's Phantom Cab. He says... We are the Midnight Society. Separately, we're very different. We like different things. We have our own strengths. But one thing draws us together. The dark. I thought that was a really cool addition. Um, Nothing about them going to different schools, but like they already showed us that they don't. So (laughs) it's okay. Except for Seth. He probably goes to a different school. Yeah. We see now that the kids have a new meeting spot for their stories. And it's, of course, in the woods at the spot we found in the first episode. They're sitting around the circle. Connor asks, okay, who wants to lead us in our next scary story? And he hands the pouch of of dust to Gabby, who hands it to Jay, who gives it to Hannah, who passes it to Seth, who looks around and hands it to Luke. Connor smiles at him, saying, how about it, Luke? Luke reaches into the pouch, saying, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story. And he throws in a brand new batch of monkey bone dust into the fire. It blazes up, and that's the end of the episode. And the end of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Forever. Till next season, which probably is going to feature Vink, I would say. It better. Yeah. But uh, you know what, Brandon? I liked it a lot. Overall, I think this was a pretty solid story. I think it's a really great addition to Are You Afraid of the Dark? I know it's not campfire stories, but for what it was, it was great. Yes, it's very good. It was like what I want a miniseries to be like, which is kind of like an expanded movie almost. And... That's what I got. I was great. I loved it. I think it was fantastic. I hope they do more like this. And if they don't, if they do campfire stories, that's cool too. Yeah, I feel like if they, you know, hypothetically, if they did campfire stories and this was the the cast of the Midnight Society they had, like, I would be cool with that. Me too. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, think it'd be if, fun. If they had done that after Carnival of Doom, I'd be like, eh, I don't know about this. <laughs> Well, comparatively speaking, I like this cast much better than Carnival of Doom. I like this everything better than Carnival of Doom. I don't know. I did really like the part where they were like, free tickets, baby. And also the part where um, uh, Laura Bertram was in it. That was pretty Okay. Great. Carnival of Doom contained 100% more Laura Bertram. 
That yeah. is true. That is undeniable. But other than that, I like Curse of the Shadows a lot more. It was good. I'm really glad that it came out and it I hope it did what it what I think it was trying to do, which is to bring new kids into the horror genre. Because I mentioned this back in I think episode two where they take things from classic horror movies. I mean, we got to mm-hmm. see the Jurassic Park scene. We got to see the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, pulling into the bed scene. Like kids are gonna see that and they're gonna say, Holy shit, that's just like how I remember it from Are You Afraid of the Dark? And they're gonna make that connection and see the love behind making of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I think it's just gonna hype them up and make them bigger fans of horror. And I think that's what it was aiming to do. Let's hope so. I don't have a whole lot more to say about it, Brandon. Uh, what do you think the moral of the story is? The overall moral of Curse of the Shadows? Uh, light, dark. I think it's that's to, it. Yeah, I think it's to steal everything because there's a lot of stealing in this. Yeah, just don't steal the light. No, but everything else is fair game. Do you want to try giving this an alternate name now that we're done with it? Oh, let me think. Because <clears throat> Curse of the Shadows is pretty generic. Oh, it's Curse of the Shadows. Like I love this, this, but uh, that name sucks. <laughs> Let's see if we can give it a better name, shall we? <laughs> no, I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you afraid of the dark? The Curse of Charlie Murphy. How boring would that be? How boring would that be for a kid to be like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that would go down so well. Charlie Murphy, who, what? (laughs) (laughs) Are you free of the dark? Sardo's back, baby. That's pretty good. You know, honestly, even if they just did like Curse of the Shadow Man, that would be better than Curse of the Shadows. (laughs) Yeah, because that's at least unique to the story. Yeah. That's all we got, isn't it? <laughs> I honestly can't think of anything. That's okay. You know what, Brandon? It's a perfect name. It is. It is. And so, at this point, we're done. We're done with uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? We are done with everything that they've made down. so far. I think we could stop being friends now, if you want to. That I mean, that's been the plan since the beginning. It has. It was a joke at first, but <laughs> every week... Every week I was like, (laughs) almost. So much time. Only have to keep this up for so long. Yeah. But you know what, Brandon? What if we kept it going? Kept it going? Yeah. I'm thinking, what if we we did a new show? What if we did something that's similar but different? All right. right. Are we going to talk about this now? Do you want to? Okay. Let's, uh, Let's let the folks in on what we've been cooking up. All right. Let's do it. So, uh... I thought we would get out of our comfort zone. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, shake things up. Yeah. Do something a little radical. I think we should talk about a 90s children horror anthology uh-huh. show. What? I've never heard of that before. Called Goosebumps. Goosebumps. <laughs> Goosebumps. Yeah. So, Goosebumps is a show that I haven't seen very much of. And I love. So this should be interesting. So I think I'm going to take Cortland on a journey on the Goosebumps train. Goosebumps! <laughs> Goosebumps! <laughs> so are we going to start with the book order, or are we going to do the television order? Television order. Okay, nice. So I, w- I won't be able to keep track of all the books. 
Yeah, well, there's like a billion of them because R.L. Stein just cranks them out. But um, that'll be nice. You know what I'm looking forward to, Brandon, is a what? solid season order because I hope that Goosebumps has their shit together. Unlike Artie I'm Brady sure Art. they don't. We're like, episode one, till the night shift. <laughs> no, I'm sure in every region there's a different episode one. Oh, my gosh. But you know what we're going to start with? The Haunted Mask. The Haunted Mask. I actually part one. Oh, part one. Is this a two parter? This one is a two parter, isn't it? I bet you it is. They're all fucking two parters. I'm sure. You can't contain the awesomeness of the mask in one part. <laughs> you know what, Brandon? I'm gonna tell you. I've seen this episode before. Um, it was back in 1995, I think, when it aired first. Uh, there was like a big premiere for it on Fox Kids, I believe. And I remember, I think it was Halloween or close to it, and I remember watching it, and uh, I don't remember a thing about it, except that Catherine Long's in there. Hell yeah. Well, I'm sure you, like, disappeared it from your mind because it was, like, too scary, too traumatizing, and you just, you buried those memories deep. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. I'm gonna let you know, Brandon, when I think of Goosebumps, I think of... Not quite as scary as Are You Afraid of the Dark for some reason. I don't know why, because I haven't seen very many episodes. Okay. I think of well, like just quick, silly ideas like egg monsters from Mars. Here's and, the thing. Yes. When I was a kid, I watched the show, and I thought it was great. I thought, like, I, I didn't watch Are You Afraid of the Dark, but I knew of it. But I watched Goosebumps, and I was like, this is the real shit. <laughs> but I've watched the show as an adult a bit and they are very different shows i'm looking forward to that because there's a lot of actors that are similar and a lot of uh episodes are directed by ron oliver so it's gonna yeah. have that nice familiar feel and one of the most exciting things for me is seeing these kids grow because i feel like we're gonna get a lot of kids from the first like four seasons and they're gonna be in you know 1995 through however long goosebumps was on <laughs> they're going to be all grown up a little bit, and I think it's going to be great. Yeah, it is going to be great. And I hope everyone takes this journey with us. Yeah, I hope so. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot more goofs. There's going to be so many more fucking phrases, though. It's going to be great. I'm. You know what? I Are we going to see uh, Aaron Tagger back, too? I think he might be in one of the episodes, isn't he? I think so. I'm so excited. I. You know, I know... We've been talking about going to Goosebumps since probably about season seven is when we really locked in what we were going to do next. Yeah. And since then, I have been so excited to go back to the half hour format um, episodes to see these kids again and just to have a more familiar feel. Not that I didn't like everything that we've done, but like kind of looking forward to horror anthology. It, again. Yeah, it's a it's a different thing. You got that 90s action. Yeah. Which I love. I love 90s. So good. And, you know, I know Goosebumps. Hey, guys, old things, am I right? <laughs> it's, it's Nostalgia, huh? That's the good shit. <laughs> um, and I think that Goosebumps is a finite resource as well, as Ari Frey mm-hmm. the Dark. So I think eventually we'll just keep looking into, you want know, to just keep going into horror anthologies? Yeah, I think I think that's where we are right now. I think so, too. There's a lot out there. There's a lot that I've never seen before. Um, you know, we got... Tales from the Crypt, we have The Twilight Zone, there's Tales from the Dark Side, there's Chillers, there's so much. There's so much out there. It doesn't necessarily have it's to be It's only limited to what we can find. Yes, yes. 
Uh, like I said a couple of episodes ago, there's an app called Tubi that had some uh, horror anthologies that I'd never heard of before that I'm so interested in checking out because I love the creativity of the stories, mm. the directing, just everything about it. And having looked at Are You Afraid of the Dark in the way that we have uh, really amped up my enjoyment of it. I mean, there's Creep Show, there's like there's like eight different twilight zones from like every decade that existed so yeah there's so much out there i think we can do this probably forever (laughs) (laughs) just keep moving on to the next planet like some sort of fucking (laughs) silver surfer galactica thing (laughs) just eating up (laughs) spitting out all the content (laughs) (laughs) I'm sad that we're done with Are You Afraid of the Dark, but I'm really looking forward to the future. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. I think no matter what, it's going to keep us up all night. Am I right? (laughs) That's what we do. So, with that being said, up next is the tale of the... Nope. (laughs) It's not even the tale of anything. Uh, I thought the same thing. (laughs) Up next is the haunted mask. It's so weird not saying the tale of the... Go back to our carnival of doom uh episodes here i'm gonna say brandon i i I remember it a bit i'm pretty sure that it's about a girl that gets a mask i think it might be a haunted one and she puts it on she's like ah geez i can't take this off um but i don't know how anything of it goes Mm. (laughs) i think you're way off Mm Hmm. okay it's nothing like that have you watched haunted mask recently is that one of the episodes you rewatched no no it isn't uh i haven't seen it recently but I I remember it pretty decently. Okay. I watched it in school, actually. Really? That's weird. It is weird. Oh, you know what else is pretty exciting about doing Goosebumps? Is that we have have access to the episodes again, so uh, we can start making gifts for them to to do promotions and stuff. So you can expect to see that again. I don't know if we're going to do the abridged episodes, just because they take a lot of work, but uh, we will definitely do at least gifts. If not abridged episodes. We'll do what we we can do. But um, I think we're done, Brandon. I think this is it for the 100th yeah. episode and the final episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? For now. For now. We'll come back and when they inevitably do a season three, I think. Right? Yeah. yeah for for sure. sure. I think we're Are You Afraid of the Dark first and then every other horror anthology second. Are we going to have to watch the Goosebumps movies, Brandon? Oh, we're going to watch the Goosebumps everything. Oh, God. We're going to be at Goosebumps for longer than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I'll save that for next week. I've been up all night. I'm going back to bed. That was a fun ride, Brandon. I'm excited for the second part. Thank you. Thank you for watching these with me and talking about these with me. And for everyone out there who's ever listened to any episode, even if it's just this one, which would be very weird. But hey, (laughs) we're not going to judge you, though. (laughs) No, you, you do you. Yeah, definitely. I really appreciate you guys sticking with us through this journey or, you know, just joining us. This podcast journey has been a lot of fun. It's been over two years now, and I don't see us stopping anytime soon. And uh, I hope you all stay with us through Goosebumps. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you next week, Brandon. Fucking Haunted Mask. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. Oh, man. This is the first episode is going to be like fucking two hours long. I can, I can already <laughs> taste it. But I'm out of here. Bye, you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye, Brandon. Bye forever. <laughs> Friendship over. <laughs>